Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Mignot, CEO of the experience agency, D-Flash. Each week, I bring on an interesting person from a really unique industry who's changing the game. And this week's episode is no different. I am so excited to have Setmana Vavilova, also known as Wu Woman, who is the Kung Fu visionary, performance artist, and founder of the Wu Woman Martial Arts Movement. It's going to be a great conversation, and take a listen. Hey, Svetlana. Hi, Laura. Uh, super psyched to have you on the show. Yeah, nice to see you. Also, the day is so beautiful, it's, and we're here, meet down New York. It's actually, we're in New York. It's a beautiful Friday. It's a great, it's all good stuff. Um, I'm super excited to have you on the show. So, as every single episode, I ask the same very first question, and I'm super excited to hear what your, your answer might be to this question. So, Svetlana, what was your first job? My first job was actually fixing bicycles and I was 11 Wow! at the bicycle shop. How did you get a job at age 11 fixing bikes? Uh, how old? How did you get this job? <laughs> well, I mean, I was born in Crimea uh, three years before Soviet Union collapsed and uh, I, I wanted to have money even at the age of 11. <laughs> so I found the job, and I was fixing old Soviet wheels. Yeah. Wow. And so how did you know to fix them? You learn. <laughs> I, was, I was riding a bike, which I also made myself At from, from the parts. Yeah. So you sort of know this stuff early. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Well, that's my first job, right? It's, it's, not, it's completely not related to, to wushu, to martial arts, to... You know, cognitive kung fu. It's a little bit different. A little bit different. Yes, though I, I just, you know, when I look back and I look at that version of myself, I'm really proud. I think she's really cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> she's 11 years old on fixing bikes. That's, I mean, that's pretty awesome. But you know, I also think that, like, you know, um, one 11 year old you is pretty cool, and um, adult you is also really cool as well. So I think Thank you. nothing is nothing has really changed. Um, you're changing the game in in unique ways, even when from when you're a little kid till now. Um, so I think it'd be awesome to uh, so talk about like what is it that you do. You've got a really cool story as to the kind of kind of how you got to where you are right now I'd love for our audience to hear. Um, I think of myself as a Kung Fu visionary. I'm a visionary performance artist and I am a martial artist, 25 years of being one and um, I've spent the last 10 years in China working as a martial artist. That's in many forms of what martial artist is on stage and on film. And then with time, I transcended the styles that I was performing as a martial artist into my own way of expressing myself. And as my uh, stage name was Wu Woman, um, it became Wu Woman Martial Movement. Wow. So, okay, how do, how do you get from being in Crimea to being in China? Like, what, was that, what, what was that journey? Okay, that's a very long and twisted journey and probably... Uh, <laughs> short version. <laughs> a short version. Like, like you've asked myself what was my first job. So I guess um, it's, it will be quite as extraordinary as this. Uh, so I was born in Crimea in... 1988, three years before Soviet Union collapsed, 
And at the age of four, I did have this um, this visions of the movement that that did look like something that I knew, obviously, but didn't I didn't know what it was. So sometimes I I I answer to this question as I would say I was born this way to that <laughs> because it sounds cool. Um, and then I started doing the movement that looked like later what I saw would be what Jackie Chan did and Jet Li, but kind of kind sloppish as a kid would do. And then my mom said that, what is it? And I said, I am doing what is it I feel like doing. So she found a place where I could study. And obviously due to where it was geographically, it was um, nothing as real and authentic as later Wushu that I would be studying and being a part of national team and you know in China it was it was something else but it was the beginning the journey of a mixed martial arts ish form that I've done at the age of four. You're precocious. You also knew what you want to do from a really, really young age. Like you kinda of were born doing this. Yes and it's also I think it was in many ways something that kept the fire burning because a lot of the circumstances historically and geographically were really depressing. And this was something that was um, lighting the spark in me. So um, at the age of, of 17, I uh, signed the contract with the athletic organization. It was in the middle of Ukraine. And then as well as I entered two universities at the same time, which was a completely audacious... Because of course you did. I'm not surprised. ...audacious situation. And then in three years, I would be back and forth with the capital of Ukraine and, and uh, the city called Nikolaev, which was in the middle of Ukraine, while basically finish, <laughs> finishing university and being a part of a uh, national team. So... Uh, looking back, it all. <laughs> yeah, looking back, it's very, very hard to really understand how was it physically possible. <laughs> like I have a question to myself, and then one day I felt that I really want not just have an experience, but to be in China. It, it was something out of this world. Not only I wanted to, I also felt like this is really I'm to going to. Yes, and it was it was unquestionable. It was just something, you know, when you get some kind of feeling. Yep. That no is almost what. like a flashback from the future. And um, then I went on tour um, with performance form of martial arts, pretty classical kung fu, kung fu like they say <laughs> in, the, in the West. And um, I was um, discovered by representatives of uh, Shanghai Theater. And then in 10 days, I was in China. <laughs> and I was working at the theater. Um, and it's so interesting that uh, 10 years ago, it wasn't something you could see here, but there, there was already a show based on um, a fusion of martial arts and ballet and uh, contemporary Chinese opera. like. It's very cool and innovative for now, for even the present day. But 10 years, years ago, I was not happening. Yeah, <laughs> I was completely amazed. So that was the beginning. I worked there and then I stayed in China and um, 
participated in the variety of uh, international competitions. I mean, so I did earlier, but then being in China and training with Chinese coaches. So different. Um, yes, and then for some time, I just constantly traveled for two years because I was, I was looking for most authentic styles. Like there are some small villages where you can still find people that are... Mm, that are preserving a style from generation to generation. Um, then I also worked in Northwest Academy of Modern Art in Xi'an City, um, where I had my most kind of interesting flashback because my stage name is Wu Woman, and many uh, many people think that Wu is for Wushu, and Wu is actually to honor Chinese Empress Wu Zetian. Uh, which was um, a pretty significant. <laughs> I mean, this is the most fascinating story. That I figure in the history. Figure in the history. I mean, you know, to really, really touch upon her story, we have to talk about this <laughs> for hours and hours and hours. And I hope uh, audience that is listening to this podcast, maybe they will look it up because I find I find personally Wu Zetian. Fascinating. It's the most one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, well, the story of yeah. So, um, so Xi'an is basically old capital of China where she's buried, you know. And I always had this connection to this uh, historical figure and um, to things she said, to things I I read about her, and then being in Xi'an, I felt this connection. And this was this is when I. Um, started my Chinese stage name, which uh, sounds like Shi Zhao Chun, and the middle character of this, which means Zhao, is the character that the, the Empress herself inserted into Chinese language, invented basically, um, because her uh, birth name was Wu Mei. Mei means beautiful, and uh, Chinese. Names are basically, they always mean something. And the way you understand your who, who people are talking about, female or male, it would be based on the context of the name. The woman would be something beautiful, yeah. <laughs> flying flower or whatever. And then if it's a male, it would be power dragon or something right. like that. So I wanted a stage name that would be still female, but I wanted the power. And then I found out that Wu Zetian wrote the character into the language. And you're like, I'm having, <laughs> having her. The, yeah, so basically the, the middle character is that. And then uh, it, it was transformed into Wu Woman when, when I wanted to also have an English representation of that. Um, yeah, so this is about Wu Zetian. And um, also after working at, at North... West Academy in Xi'an, um, I had a lot of uh, opportunities to experiment with uh, fusing uh, my martial movement. Um, and then one day, I thought about the following. Um, when we go to see a show, to see a dance performance, it's always a story. So basically, we're looking at the story conveyed to us through the movement of dance. Um, human story, unless it's about aliens, right? Uh, human story contains 
the whole spectrum of human emotion. It's love and loss and friendship, like a lot. There's a, a lot of nuance. It's always nuanced. Um, and you see this emotions conveyed to you through dance. But when you see, when you most of the time you go to see a martial arts show, um, you see very two dimensional way of conveying emotions. It's either a demonstration of power or a contradiction of fighting, of values, whatever. It's not the spectrum. And then I thought, why is that? And um, I started working on conveying the whole spectrum of emotion that I am capable of feeling through martial movements, through interpretive movement of combat. And that's you know, with time, um, with time, it became a thing of itself. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and so now that, you know, but now you've sort of created something even more cool that's all the kind of ties into the movement, and which is all around consciousness and meditation. And um, the way that you approach it is by far the one that's resonated most with me, because, like, as someone who still like, okay, I can't do this, like, kind of quiet and, like, isn't this awesome meditation? What you created is actually pretty incredible. <laughs> I'd love for you to talk about it. Um, okay, so you're referring to... Uh, woman visionary warrior experience right um, so a couple of years ago everything started from me creating a show one woman show that I toured the world with it was called hidden woo it was a multi-dimensional journey of one woman and it was based on martial movement um, digital projection sound the experience of sound um, and the background was basically my voice, and it was the diary of a main character. And people were having a lot of interesting feedback. It was a transformative experience. And then I thought how I could make, how I could really take people on the journey with me. Because every time anybody is looking at anything, basically they're experiencing the experience right. inside of their own mind. Um, and then I thought, okay, how can I do it worldwide? How, how can I make this experience boundless? What if people are not in front of me? And so I thought of creating meditation. And what's very interesting is I wanted my meditation to be truly empowering uh, because I'm a very curious and very active and passionate person. And... When I'm exposed to the content that tells me what to do, feel this, do, you should do this, this. Right. this doesn't speak to me personally as much because I don't understand why I should allow something external to tell me what to do. And I understood that there are a lot of people that are just like me in regards to that. And I created a woman visionary warrior meditation and I wrote a script of it, um, the way to always bring the creative power back at the person, I would say forward, <laughs> but it would be a spoiler to meditation, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, forward to the person that is experiencing it. Awesome. And, you know, the idea of sort of having a powerful meditation, wh how, why did that speak to you in a, in a unique way? Like what was sort of the thing where you're like, I, this is what I want to create this so that more people 
who are in the state of consciousness where like I, I, they have to, they, they're already powerful folks in their day life. Mm-hmm. What it, this sort of meditation would resonate with them? Uh, I wanted to create sonically appealing meditation because it's not only the context but also the sound of it. You've experienced it, you know. That would be a very actionable. That would be focused on problem solving and conditioning the mind to really find the solution other than cope out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you, I, have, you went through yeah. meditation. Yeah, it's interesting because like when I went through it, I saw because I deliberately didn't read anything. I just sort of downloaded it and went through it, and I encourage everyone to try it out. And uh, we'll put the uh, link to it on uh, on our show notes and. Like I think I explained to you, it, it was sort of, for me, it was like, I felt like I was a, in a video game, um, but in a video game that I was sort of, I was controlling in a way, unique way that felt, it felt very powerful. Like, I think it, it definitely spoke to me, and I think it's because maybe I'm a type A personality, and I, you know. I'm a boss of a lot of things. Yeah. That and so a lot of people say that I'm powerful. Um, so I think for me, it really resonated because it sounded like it was made for me. Well, it was made yeah. for you. Yes. <laughs> so good job, Salah. <laughs> uh, um, and so that's why, and that's why I enjoyed it because, like, I the idea of it just sort of, and also someone telling me what to do doesn't really work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's not how it works in my, in my usual life. So the fact that we ha- I had something where it was like you're sort of on this um, trip with 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 you, um, but you're not you know you're like a co-pilot, but you're not the narrator. I think is probably a, a interesting yes. Way. It's it was very important because for me it was very important to establish that the woman is there and she is participating in her own journey, maybe in the same locations, right? But she doesn't tell you what to do. She kind of shares, I don't know. No, not to spoil everything, because it's it's cool if people go. Yeah, I think, but I think it's just, because it, we've had different uh, folks on the show before talking about meditation and mindfulness and why certain things work and certain things don't. And I think what was really cool about yours is that you're like, there is nothing wrong with you not wanting to, like, sit and, like, you know, and snap your fingers and be in a very calm and quiet place. There's, It's cool to be somewhere where it's, like, you're sort of active in your consciousness. You're not falling asleep. Well, I've spent many years in the very remote provinces in China and in <laughs> Tibet, sitting in the quiet. And, uh, yeah, so I specifically wanted to create something opposite of that. Once you've been there, you know. <laughs> so, so you you've created this, and you know what's been the response to it? like what what's happened since you created this? Oh, the response was really fascinating because uh, I also really really like the audience that loved it um, because you know like lawyers, big company CEOs, highly creative people, you know they are ha- they were having these experiences. They received like enormous amount of feedback. You know, people are looking forward for the next one. And is next one coming soon? Yes, it is coming soon. It's something that is in the works. In the I works. would like to, yeah, I would like to create a series. So, uh, what brings you back to the states? 
what brings me back to the States, I believe that um, Asia for um, Eastern movement and martial arts is a place of gaining the knowledge and contemplation. And U.S. is a place for sharing the message. And it's a place that is open to creativity and fusion, which, which is something that I bring with War Woman Martial Women. And so while you're here in New York, are you going to be teaching classes? Are you going to be doing new stage shows? So what's, what's, the, what's the thing that you're, uh, you're looking most forward to now that you're here? Okay, so uh, one of the things that um, I feel important to say is that um, a woman pretty much becomes an entity of its own in the cyber world. So there is a woman academy of martial movement that has online courses, and then there's a woman visionary warrior experience, and there will be more. Um, aside of it, um, I will be teaching a couple of workshops, and I'm looking into uh, rebooting um, Hidden Wu, especially in New York. That's all very new. I'm just here. Oh, wow. No cyber world. Boundless. And so we're we're boundless this, this cyber world. You, you can, we can be anywhere and everywhere and yeah. so many different places. It's kind of incredible. Uh, and and what would and so if you brought back the show, would you how would you sort of approach that differently now that you're going to be here in the states doing it? Actually, I wouldn't approach it different at all because ah. uh, because it becomes even more and more relevant. That's true. <laughs> uh, that that it it, it kind of does. Um, so, um, a question I always ask uh, some of my guests are, so looking back on wh- where you've come, what would you tell uh, 15-year-old Savannah? That's That takes a moment because I would validate her as much as possibly. I would give her all sorts of validations to every and send the validation to every corner of her mind and her soul. And uh, and I would tell her that she is meant to live extraordinary life. She will get everything she wants and even more. Yes. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Because you've had... So, a question. So, this is out. So, okay, so you're sitting in Tibet... And you're in a very quiet place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're like, this is great, but I don't ever want to create something where it's quiet. Is that kind of how the, the switch comes where you're like, this, is, this works for this, but it wouldn't work for me if I want to share this with the world? No, it's not exactly the, the way it was. Um, it was more about, you see, the ultimate quietness and the isolation, um, no matter how great it is because I really love science and uh, silence and being alone um, it's still an extreme Got so it. is extreme it would be another another extreme of the spectrum really would be it. a chaos right yes so uh, visionary warrior experience this is the experience where you can create your own chaos and enjoy your own silence and your own emptiness I would say it's an idea of embracing both in very non-delusional 
way. Yeah, I think, I, no, I, I get it. Because I feel like, you know, it's interesting because, like, you know, when you go through the meditation, you're, it's defined by the chaos that you sort of think is the chaos that's bothering you at that moment. Yeah, and it's also completely confidential chaos. Yeah. Because, you know, people don't really know what we're talking about just yet. <laughs> so, but you will, because we're all going to download yeah. the, the, yeah, the teachable chorus. Um, but there is something about the fact that, like, it's very empowering to know that you can, you, you can control your own chaos. Yes. And I think that is something that as business leaders... And I think that's why a lot of business leaders and CEOs um, resonate with um, taking taking the course, because that's how our day is. It's like there is we're trying to figure out our organized chaos, like meeting after meeting, call after call, you know, presentation after presentation. Like that's where that chaos is where we live on a daily basis where we're feeling it. So when we tap into our consciousness. We're like, okay, I'm accustomed to chaos, but if there's a way for me to sort of control it in my own way and destroy it so I can move forward, that makes me a better leader. Yes, and also what's very important, um, this when I was writing this script, it was very important for me um, to, to bring the message looking at, at facts. Yeah, not like, yeah, and not and it, like it's I, a very specific. Yeah, and I think it's I think there's something unique about the fact that it's reality based. Yeah, like it's not like you know you're walking through a forest and then you see a bunny and isn't that bunny cute? <laughs> and you pick up the bunny and then you be walking with the bunny through the forest. Like that is not how this um, experience happens. Yeah. So the um, the environment is obviously very fantasy. But it's based on real emotions. Yeah, you're Almost not like tangible emotions. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's it's super super tangible, and I think that's why if you're a business leader, you get it. Like, because it, it didn't take. It took me like a. I was like, oh, this is cool, <laughs> and I and I get it. And but it also feels right. It doesn't feel like I. Th- this is like some hokey thing that doesn't make sense to me. It do- it feels much more authentic than some of the other meditations that I've tried because I don't think it's not taking me to a place that's like the optimal. Mm-hmm. I think it's taking me on a journey that makes sense for me. Well, yeah, well, it means it's, this is a success of the project. Too. See, I'm a good student. <laughs> I'm totally a good student. Um, because I think, I, you know, I, I like I said I've spent the last like three years sort of trying to find meditations that work for me, um, and like and deal with my like attention like wandering off to this point and wandering off to that point, and it wrapped my attention for like the fourteen minutes, mm-hmm. and and I and I got it so it was it it was it was really really cool. So now that you've got Moon Woman uh, Martial Movement going, what do you want to do next? Is it a TV show? Is it a podcast? Is it what well, more? Well, there's two things. There is Svetlana the Confavisionary and there is Wo Woman. Right now, there, as much as Wo Woman is me, it is still a character based off me. And she became something, something I wouldn't say separate, but an entity on its own, especially with the visionary warrior creations, the people that 
went through journeys, they also added to a woman. So a woman is not just me anymore. Yeah, there's definitely a separate Well, woman has many different things. people that are across the world. So there are two different things. There are, uh, Svetlana is a movement artist and an actor and a performer in the United States, and there is also a woman. So it's two different things. So you need to ask both of us. Okay, I'll, I'll, <laughs> so, so I'll check. So I'll start with Svetlana. Where's where? What's what do you hope to do next? Um, well, I'm auditioning. I'm in New York. Because you're in New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm in New York. I have a wonderful manager, and um, I'm starting the new clean slate. Um, in the United States. That's something very exciting. As for a woman, a woman has her audience in the U.S. That's the power of the Internet, the power of this cyber world. And I'm looking to create more immersive experiences within people's consciousness, as well as I'm about to release a couple of more um, courses on the Woman Academy of Martial Movement. So, you know. Tell me so. <laughs> uh, I will be will definitely be um, uh, adding you uh, adding you to our list of things people have got to check out and uh, and learn from. And I guess one like, um, one final question: like, what's the thing that keeps you keeps you building? Like, what is what is it? What is that thing where you're like? I want to keep expanding. I want to keep growing. Like what is it's my natural state, and I believe it's a natural state of every human being. Really? Yes. Creativity is not a talent; it's an energy, and I think it's an energy of a life force. So that keeps going. Yes, we're creating as long as we're alive, and then when we're not alive, we're not creating. <laughs> Very <laughs> 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 not much. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, awesome. Well, Svetlana, it's been awesome having you on the show, and um, we're going to put all the really awesome information about uh, your meditations, your um, your awesome awesome videos of what you've done in the past, and when your new courses launch out, we'll absolutely have um, share that across our networks. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's my show.